Welcome back to the podcast. Our theme at the Traders Point Church of Christ for the next four months is going to be Soldiers of Christ. So over the next few weeks, Jeremy and I are going to try to unpack what that means and why it's so important for the Christian to be prepared for battle. We'll also have some sermons on this topic throughout the next trimester, so be sure to watch for those as well. And as always, if you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at traderspointchurch.org. And you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. We want to thank everyone for taking some time out of their day to join us in our study. Over the past several weeks, we have been building on the theme that we have here at Traders Point for the first trimester of the year, Soldiers of Christ. And so we spent some time in Ephesians chapter 6 over about three weeks, and now we're looking at a couple of Old Testament examples of people who really exemplified this idea of being a soldier of God's. Last week, we spent some time in Joshua chapter 1, uh, studying Joshua as he took the reins um, as leader of the people of Israel, and the encouragement that God showed to him there in Joshua chapter 1 as he prepared him to be a soldier on his behalf. And today we're going to look at another example, this time in the book of First Samuel. And we're going to look at specifically the story of David and Goliath. And David is, is one of those men who is uh, known as a warrior for a lot of different reasons. So there are several examples in his life that we could talk about this probably being the most well-known for sure as he confronts the giant of the Philistines. So we're going to spend some time looking at some principles and some characteristics of David that we could apply to our lives today as we prepare to be soldiers of Christ as well. So Jeremy, maybe give us a little bit of background as we get into to 1 Samuel 17. Uh, we are kind of picking up, not not quite in the middle of the story, David's, David's story is quite long in the Old Testament, but we are certainly beginning um, the story of David here in First Samuel chapter 17. So maybe give us a little bit of background information about David and, and where we find ourselves before we starting before we start getting into the specifics of this story. Yeah, you made mention that you know there's a lot in Scripture about David and his life. Certainly in the writings of Samuel, in the book of Psalms as well, a lot that we can learn and gain uh, from David and his story. But here in First Samuel chapter 17. Even it may be his most well-known story, but yet it is at the very outset, really, of his story. I mean, he's really just introduced to us, kind of pops on the scene just one chapter before when he is uh, young and anointed as king, and it would be decades before he finds himself actually sitting on the throne. And, you know, one interesting thing about this chapter you made mention that when you have the entirety of David's story, there is a lot of soldiering, if you will, that he does. I mean, he is a warrior in every way. I mean, God even lets him know when he wants you know, to build his temple that it's going to be his son Solomon because of the bloodshed that has been in David's life. And so he lived the life of a soldier. He lived the life of a leader. He was a leader of an army. There's no question about it. But yet here in 1 Samuel chapter 17... By world standards, he's not even old enough to be a soldier yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, we find him, his brothers are soldiers in the army, but yet David isn't. He is at home, and his dad kind of sends him 
you know, to check on things to see how they're how they're doing in the army. So it, it's pretty clear he's probably not even old enough to be what we would consider a soldier. But yet here he is when he shows up on the scene, and and he he ends up doing what all of the actual soldiers who were there should have done in the first place. And you know what's interesting if. You know, you think back to what we talked about last week and, and some of the principles that God was sharing with Joshua are some of the exact same things really that come into play with mm-hmm. David here in this story. Yeah, this is really a, a fascinating story for a lot of reasons. I, I want to focus in just for a second on one of the things you mentioned there in regards to David's age and and how he is not necessarily at a point in life where anyone would have looked at him and thought, soldier. And I think that's one of the reasons why this is a really good story to talk about. When we think about the New Testament example of us being soldiers for Christ and him preparing us for war, you know, I'm sitting here across the table. Neither one of us necessarily look like soldiers. In fact, you look across the world even, and probably a lot of God's children don't look like soldiers, at least from the stereotypical image that we get in our mind when we think of a soldier. And the the beauty of it is, is that God prepares us for a battle that truly anyone can fight. That that's the that's the good news of the gospel, is that it is for anyone who wants to take up their cross and follow Christ. He will prepare you for battle. And so when we look at first Samuel chapter seventeen, we're kind of getting a, a glimpse of that hundreds and hundreds of years before this image of a soldier is going to be described by Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, we're seeing God do that with David. He is preparing someone for a battle that he has no business being in from the eyes and the perspective of the outsider. David has no business going up against Goliath. He has no business being on that battlefield, period. And even Saul recognizes that. All the people recognize that. They think he's a joke, for going out there to fight Goliath and, and wanting to put himself in that type of a situation. And that is that is the distinction that I think is important for us to make, thinking about things from the spiritual battle that we are fighting and the physical way that the world looks at things. Saul and, and all the, the other warriors of Israel, they could only see things from a physical perspective. David, you have no business being out here. And they were 100% right. And the same is true when we think about us being soldiers today. The world could look at us and say, you guys are not soldiers. You're 100% right. But I'm not a soldier in the way that the world thinks of a soldier. I'm a soldier in God's army. And David, while he didn't fit the mold at this point in time of his life, he was exactly the soldier that God needed, and God prepared him for the battle that he was going to have to fight. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's almost a forgotten part of this story because we don't spend a lot of time at the beginning, right? We we, we are very familiar with the, the battle against him and Goliath. Even a little bit the setup of of David and you know the, you know a couple of things leading up to that, but you know what happens right before is exactly what you talked about. David shows up on the scene. His oldest brother is is mad, is angry that he's even there. He just seems to be in the way, mm-hmm. and uh, and David is confused when he gets there because he sees Goliath and he hears the taunts. And David is confused why anyone isn't stepping up to that as he is blaspheming God and and his people and and 
the people laugh at David when he says, I'll go, I'll go and do it. And his brothers are laughing at him. The other soldiers are laughing at him. Saul is confused by the whole thing. Most certainly Goliath is laughing (laughs) at him when he does come out on the field, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody is looking at him and saying that this is not what a soldier looks like. But you're exactly right. As God is preparing us, we saw this in Joshua chapter 1, right? The understanding of being prepared, right, of being ready, and the understanding that God is with you. I mean, David had that in spades, and he makes mention of it over and over and over again in this chapter. Yeah, I I love how David's confidence— seems uh, almost ridiculous you know if you take it out of context why would this young guy with no military experience have any level of confidence to go out there and fight a guy that even the most experienced warriors on the part of israel don't want anything to do with it's it's ridiculous his confidence seems misplaced but the reality is is that his confidence was exactly where it should be because his confidence wasn't in his own abilities his confidence was in God, and he knew, even as a young man, that this this soldier, this this giant Goliath, he's blaspheming God. He's making fun of God's people. Somebody needs to do something about that, and if nobody else will, then I will, and God, I'm confident, will see me through this because that is evil, and that is wicked, and that is not what God stands for. And so David's understanding of God is actually very clear and and very admirable at such a young age to recognize that God is going to equip the soldier that he needs when he needs him. And right now, Israel needed a soldier unlike any of the other soldiers that littered the battlefield. They needed a soldier like David, one that was equipped and prepared by God. And that is, that is so true as well today when we think about the role we play in the world, certainly the influence that we can be for one another and should be for one another, that, that God prepares and equips people when and where he needs them. And he has prepared us and he has equipped us to serve a purpose in this world and to be a light in this dark world on his behalf. He has prepared us. He has equipped us for that. And so we should be confident in this battle that we are fighting. We should be not just ready, but willing in every way, knowing that God has given us everything that we need, and that confidence should be seen in how we conduct ourselves. Yeah, I mean, going back to what we talked about last week in Joshua chapter 1, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, David was strong and of good courage. That's right. I mean, there's just no getting around it. And, and yeah, that comes out in, in the confidence that he had. And, and he makes mention of it, you know, multiple times that he paints, you know, he points to his past and he makes the point, God has been with me and he will continue to be with me. And, and this Goliath, and it doesn't matter how big he is, stands no chance against God. And, and it is that understanding Sure, by someone who was young, mm-hmm. uh, who the world would s- seem to think was ill-equipped for uh, the battle that he was facing, but he was, as you made mention of, perfectly equipped, mm-hmm. right? And, and again, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but not to you know give the end away. 
it, it wasn't like a close battle, right? right. I mean, that's you, that's what happens when God yeah. is. It, it wasn't like, oh man, I mean, that thing went down to the wire. It, it wasn't that at all. It was absolute destruction from David to Goliath, right? I mean, it, there's no questions at the end of that. And yet, at the same time, you don't see certainly anywhere in this context where David pumps his own chest or. Mm-hmm looks to take credit or, you know, uh, stands up on a high horse or anything like that. He constantly and continually is pointing to God and giving him the glory he deserves, certainly for this victory. Yeah, you mentioned as, you know, as David gathers his stones for his sling, I can just imagine everybody looking at him thinking, what is this kid doing? Does he not see the giant sword that this giant is carrying with him and he's getting a couple of stones out of the creek to take with him in a sling and it's almost absurd in the the minds and the eyes of those watching but the the practicality of God's wisdom is seen here as well you know what don't let the little kid with no armor get within arm's length of the giant with a sword and so what does he do he gives David a sling something that he can launch at him from a distance and never get within striking distance of Goliath. And it's God's wisdom seen very practically in that moment. But really what it is, is God, again, preparing David exactly the way that he needed to be prepared to defeat Goliath. Same is true with us today. God prepares us exactly the way that we need to be prepared. He gives us the correct armor. He gives us the correct weapons so that we can fight off Satan and his evil and wicked people that follow him. He has equipped us exactly the way that we need to be. Now, from the eyes of the world, holding a Bible in our hands looks like a vulnerable position. But we know as Christians that couldn't be further from the truth. With a Bible in our hands and our minds focused on the Lord, we are exactly prepared the way that God wants us to, to win the battle that's at hand. And and so we can see kind of the spiritual applications in in the way that God equipped David at this point in time and the way that he equips us today. Yeah, it's understanding that we have to have, right? Because, I mean, we use it, it's almost a cliche a little bit, you know, even in our everyday vernacular, we talk about Goliath things, we're talking about large, seemingly insurmountable obstacles, right? And, and I mean that's even you know part of our everyday you know talk even today, uh, but yet the reality is you know using a page out of Ephesians chapter six which we've talked about at length that God has equipped us to handle all of those things and so like David when we come up against something that is seemingly insurmountable we talked last week about Joshua chapter six and the city of Jericho it was built in much the same way right this impregnable city a city that simply cannot be taken, a city that's too strong for you to have to deal with. That certainly wasn't the case with God there. Same thing here with Goliath, uh, a warrior who is seemingly unbeatable. He's just too big to deal with, but yet is taken out very easily by someone equipped with God's things. And we have to be able to carry that understanding it's more than a mindset. It is an understanding. We've got to carry the understanding with us today because we're going to face some small obstacles and we're going to face some medium-sized things that Satan is throwing at us. And we will face 
huge things that he'll throw at us. And maybe there'll be a temptation that'll say, this is too much for me. It's too much for me. Well, God has promised all of us that he simply isn't going to allow us to come up against something that we are not equipped to handle. And that mindset, that understanding is what can carry us through, just like it did with David here. Yeah, he seemed so clearly to understand that, that, listen, this is God's army, and this is an enemy, and therefore God will have equipped us to fight off this enemy. The the logic there is flawless. But again, from the eyes of of those uh, unaware or unwilling to see God's plan for things, it seems the exact opposite. And so I think you're you're right. When we face the the biggest obstacles in our lives, God's equipped us for this. He's prepared us for this. And uh, harm may come our way physically, but spiritually, again, this is a spiritual battle. That's the whole point of Ephesians chapter 6. This is a spiritual battle that we are that we are engaged in, we are safe and secure. And if, if we stay true to God and continue to follow him, we're promised that nothing and no one can take us away from him. David David understood that. As a young man, he understood that. There's, there's a, a reason why David is a man after God's own heart. And you start to see it even here at a young age as he realizes that with God on my side, I don't care how big this guy is. He could have been 30 feet tall. It doesn't matter has nothing to do with it because God's bigger, God's stronger, and and God's going to give me whatever I need to defeat him. And and that's the type of confidence that I want to have as a Christian, that I can just face each day knowing that I can win this day for the Lord. I am confident of that. And, and, And having that type of confidence is something that I think just, it propels us to do good works, and it propels us to share the gospel with other people, and it encourages us to to truly be someone who is generous and loving and compassionate and all these characteristics that God wants his people to embody. Having that confidence that God has prepared me and equipped me for the day is really going to be a motivator in a lot of ways. It was a motivator for David to go out into that battlefield in front of everyone and take on Goliath. And it should be a motivator for us today to, to face each day knowing that we can win this day for the Lord. Yeah, I mean, it's no fear, right? It's, it's no fear. It is courage and confidence that I can attack the day. That knowing nothing will come up against me today that I'm not equipped to deal with spiritually. And, and to have that level of confidence allows us then to attack whatever the obstacle is in the way that David does here and defeat it. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Yeah. It is not to to barely make it over. Again, understanding this is a spiritual war, but it is to defeat whatever is put in front of us. Yeah. And it is that attitude and that mindset that's going to take us through. Yeah, it really is. Well, this is a good place to stop for the day. Hopefully this has been a, a helpful study. And I would encourage you, if you want to uh, continue uh, this study on your own. Continue to read 17, 18, 19, the, the following chapters here. As, as we continue to see David's story progress, he truly is a wonderful example of what it means to be a soldier on God's behalf. And there, there's a lot of wonderful principles that can be applied to our lives today as Christians. So thank you uh, for joining us today in our study through David and Goliath. And we'll talk to you again next week.